0: That just further hammers home how shit this year has been. I've had my... This year has been totally wasted and terrific. Right, okay, okay, right. We'll save this for the podcast. It's gold. It's Cody gold. Hello, I'm Dan. I'm Simon. And this is the Wikicast, a podcast where Wikipedia takes us to a random article each week and we talk about what we find. Simon, what are we talking about this week?
1: This week, Daniel, we're talking about... Oh, for sake.
0: Right. (laughs) Brilliant. It's going so well.
1: So, for for context here, uh, (laughs) I basically said before the podcast, I was like, you know, we haven't haven't done this for a while, and let's get back into the spirit of the Wikicast. So I'm going to actually click random article on Wikipedia when Dan says that, so that I don't know what's coming up. Maybe we'll get something great. This week, Dan, we're talking about... Puteria aristata. I'm so pleased. I will read you the entire article, and then we can get on with our lives. Okay. Puteria aristata is a species of plant in the family Sapotaceae. I I guess it is endemic to Cuba. Anyway, Dan,
0: how are you? Brilliant. That's well. That's the whole article. article. What a triumphant return to this. This Dust podcast. the hands off. <laughs> yeah, amazing. amazing. Hey, I'm actually just
1: going to crack open a cold one. Give me a second. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: Excellent. How the devil are you? Well, goodness me, what a question! What a question. I think it's safe to say it's been a pretty horrific year. Yeah. Um, as it has been for all of us, I'm sure. Um, I certainly know uh, for me, it's uh, it's not been very good. Um, I think we mentioned in earlier, earlier podcasts before this kind of extended hiatus that I was one of those fortunate souls who'd been put on furlough and then proceeded to just not hear anything from my place of work for months and months and months. And I'm still not hearing anything from them, which is uh, really, really great. Um, I thought that the year, lovely of them. (laughs) Yeah. It's really, it's really kind. (laughs) And I feel really valued as a human being as a result. Um, I thought that because that start of the year was going so well, what I'd do just to edge myself into having a really great time. um, (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) we're already, how many minutes are we into the podcast? We're talking about Dan edging. This is less than five minutes in. (laughs) It's fantastic. Well, it's on, it's, edging is on, on trend, I suppose, because as I say, I thought the year was going so well. What I do is, is... um, is, ...is go through a really a really complicated, horrific breakup... ...which is still incredibly raw... ...and as a result just decides to completely um, fail... ...as a human being... ...and as a result, there's been no podcast for ages... ...but it's really good... ...and I mean this sincerely now... ...it's really good to be back doing something that feels like... ...a vague sense of normal... ...I don't know about you, but if this is nice.
1: Yeah, I, I I have to admit... ...hearing you say the intro lines to this podcast... Oh boy, that that made me feel so happy to, yeah. to hear right this again. Right in the fields, I've missed yeah. this so much. Because as as you said before, we started, we haven't actually spoken that much. Because no. I um I, I knew that you were having a really <laughs> time, and we sort of said that we were going to take a break from the podcast. And I never wanted you to feel like we had to make more podcasts. I didn't want to mm. call you up and be like, "Damn it, Dan, we need pictures of Spider Man!" Like. <laughs> yes. You know, we've got to make more, we've got to make more Wikicast, Marty. Um, and, you know, uh, so we haven't actually caught up very much. Um, no. And, and you know, it's just as well we've got a short article, I suppose, because we have so much to catch up on in our respective we lives. We
0: really
1: do. And, and we've missed, you know, having you, the listener here. Sorry, the reader. Oh, God, it has been a while. Um, yeah, we've readers. missed having you the readers poor readers.
0: Here. Yeah, I hope, I hope, I mean, that's as we've said already, you know, obviously everybody in in this pandemic has probably been going through a less than perfect time, um, but if anyone is in, in a kind of situation where things really are feeling miserable and terrible, firstly, I absolutely feel your pain and I'm with you in that, um, but it's little things like this where, you know, I, my housemate moved out in March of this year because of the virus um, and went back. Home to Cornwall, so as a result, I've been living on my own since March. Yes. Um, and to combine living on your own for that length of time with, um, a, you know, a painful breakup and no work, um, and you have to remember of,
1: that your only companion is Dan Moore.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's me. I'm my only companion is me in my own head. Um, it can feel really. Now I've got to be careful here because. I'm going to get, I might get a bit emotional because Dodie Clark did a video uh, the other day. I think it was yesterday. Talking oh wait. about is this the one what, about lettuce? No, it's the one, oh. it's the one, of, it's the one about um, being alone all the time and how it feels and how you cope with that. And it really resonated with me. I totally got it. And as you know, in fact, well, maybe, maybe readers don't know, um, I quite like Dodie Clark. I think she's really good. A little bit, just a little, yeah, just a, a little, little bit. tiny, little tiny bit. Um, and I was watching it last night and then was thinking about doing the podcast this morning. And I, it made me realise how much I value having things like podcasts or audiobooks or the radio or just to kind of have on. Feeling like, A, there's noise, there's kind of ambient noise in the house, so you're, you don't feel quite as isolated. But also, something that has been really prominent with me Especially if I'm tuning into something like a podcast or the radio, less so an audiobook, um, is the idea of thinking there are other people in the world right now or in the UK right now who are sitting and listening to this at the same time as I am sitting and listening to this. And yeah. there's a kind of unspoken kind of connection there. I think it's, it's why. It's,
1: uh, to, uh, being lonely together. But separate, but apart. Yeah. I think
0: it's precisely the reason why virtual worship um, has been received so well. Obviously, from a music making perspective, it's not the same and it will not suffice. But things like, you know, people tuning in to hear morning prayer, um, and, and if it's a live stream or even a recording, but you can engage with people in the chat or whatever, it's a really lovely way that otherwise people wouldn't be interacting. Yeah, um, and it's, it, uh, it, it, yeah. it's funny
1: really because well at the moment actually I'm not home alone because obviously if, I, I've, in a way I have felt like the pandemic actually hasn't changed very much because obviously I work from home and mm. I'm on my own basically all the time which is a continuation of what I was like at university really um, mm. but um, at the moment uh, Pixel Girl is is back home uh, and because one of her, she has not tested positive for COVID, fortunately, but one there of her are. students has, and so she um, needed to go into isolation. Fortunately, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, I don't need to isolate from her. I don't need to do the upstairs downstairs thing, but it has definitely made me appreciate how much I, I really like having her around, you know. Yeah. Um, and to the point where, uh, over, I've oh, I nearly dropped a big old spoiler there, Dan. There's a big, Ooh, there's cow. a big elephant in my room uh called stampy um that i cannot reference but uh a big thing is happening today uh audience and um in the process of working towards said thing i've actually found that instead of having music on i've actually put on these recordings on youtube that are like 10 hours long of uh like coffee shop background noise I don't know um, if you've yeah. ever done this.
0: Yeah, I have done this,
1: and it's like it is that thing of I want to be around people, mm. uh, and 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 I I am like one of the most introverted people. As Dan will well tell you, I am one of the most introverted people you'll ever meet. Um, and yet even I am suffering from this. So people who are in the in our readership or, or or elsewhere who are you know outgoing and extroverted, I can only imagine how difficult this must be for you guys as well, because
0: and even for those the thing that i noticed and and it made me think of when you said you know you've you're usually you're usually alone and that was what things were like certainly when you were at oxford mm. um i am definitely a person who is very happy in his own kind of solitude providing that i am in a kind of stable headspace and feeling okay and good about myself yeah when as soon as that falls out of balance it is the most terrifying vicious cycle of Deterioration, like rapid deterioration, and and it's the first time I think really where I think I've really truly understood the kind of paralyzing, just horror of isolation and loneliness. But then also being someone who I've I've you know I've, I'm always very hesitant to use the word depressed because I've never up until the last kind of like four months of, of my life uh, I've definitely I've definitely never kind of really been depressed that's not you know i've had lows but i've never been in that place where i've heard people describe it and it sounds horrific and now being someone who's who's been there and realized how debilitating it is and how hard it is to do anything um it's all the it's these little things like being able to tune into the radio or the podcast or record a podcast with a friend and actually get to a place where you can you feel able to talk to people that's you know that's the other thing yeah um it's a really yeah, it's been a really horrific year. But I really, I, I, I the hope spoiler that, as, that you said, <laughs> as a result, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say this: the 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 spoiler that we're not allowed to talk about sounds very exciting, and I'm very excited for you.
1: It's been a long, long project, Dan. Yeah. Like, let me tell you, it's been. I just looked up when I started, not even started work on it, but when I sort of started the main uh, bulk of what <laughs> I am uh, sort of doing today uh and it it was in december last year like this has been so long yeah yeah but so what i was gonna say was um I, i i hope that as a result of this we as a society actually get better at combating loneliness and i mean that in the sense of um there are so many people in certainly in the uk and, and around the world who are just chronically lonely you know people who elderly mm. people who, who don't have family that come and see them you know the people that don't talk to people for weeks on end um and that has always been there and i feel like some charities are sort of you know trying to raise awareness of it as an issue but i really mm. hope that this year has if anything positive is going to come from it let it be something like that you know
0: yeah absolutely and i think there's something that i think is already present and really reassuring is the the sheer number of people talking about loneliness and making steps to reach out if they are lonely or if they think others might be i think this has been the first year where i've really felt a kind of strong presence of you know people posting on i don't know facebook saying you know lads my door is always open um you know there's a beer in the fridge blah blah blah. and 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 i i do mean that to sound slightly more kind of you know male centric because you know mental health for anyone is very important but having just seeing friends for instance when i was at school in australia the first school i was at was a um was an all boys grammar school it was very sporty very you know grin and bear it quite a laddish um quite toxic culture actually um, and that's partly why I left. um, but I've seen i've still I'm still friends with some of those people on Facebook, and seeing the posts that they're putting out now, they are different people to 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 that time. you know, there is a real mm. sincere, um caring, conscientious um presence there, and I think that's a wonderful thing,
1: yeah, and at the time of recording and the time, depending on who and when. Uh, they edit this because um, obviously this is our first episode without our boy Adam unfortunately. Oh, I miss him. I do miss Adam. I miss... Oh god I've I've missed so many people at the moment Dan. I'd, mm. It's unreal. I was actually thinking the other day... Sorry p- put a pin in that. We're going to use Dan's system. We're going to put a pin in that. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, basically at the time of recording and hopefully the time you listen to this it is November. So you know it is a month for men's mental health awareness so mm. if... If you have any spare change at the end of the month, it would be a wonderful thing to donate to the um, the Movember charity because they do fantastic work doing exactly what Dan says of getting guys talking about mental health. Um, yeah. And our friend Ed Dunn has been growing a spectacular moustache. Mm, I mean, it is spectacular. wonderful. Um, and also, if he reaches £500 on his fundraiser, he has promised that he will dye said moustache bright electric pink. And I want to see that happen. So please make it happen, guys, if you have any spare change. I I actually, in order to try and make this uh, more likely to happen, I attempted to grow a moustache myself. I don't know if you saw any evidence of this, Dan.
0: I don't think I did, but I did live... With you during the, <laughs> the latter stages of your thesis and thesis beard was a was an ever present joy in my life.
1: Well, the thing is, like, because this time I I obviously trimmed the beard aspect, so it was just the moustache. And I, mm. I if I had to describe it for the benefit, given this is an audio format, um, <laughs> I would say I, I was somewhere between Joseph Stalin and sexual predator. It was that okay. rough ballpark. Uh, right. If you can picture that. pretty.
0: That's a pretty. That's a pretty broad spectrum because. Stalin had a spectacular moustache, didn't he, he?
1: He did have quite the moustache. Um, yeah, but you know,
0: I I, I, I'd, I'd, I gave it a go. I, oh, did you? Admit, I was going to ask if you ever tried to grow one. It's been good. Well, the thing is, I can I can kind of grow a moustache. Um, it's not very impressive and resembles more, like a as your bullet just an sort abused of out of focus. <laughs> an abused peach. Um, but but uh, it was it was actually it took me by surprise as. As to kind of how decent it looked. In fact, I was at um, I I, I bumped into Michael Graham the other Ooh. day, and he said, "Are you doing Movember?" And I said, "Well, I'm not, but I just thought I'd I thought I'd grow it anyway to kind of look like a bit of an idiot." Um, it basically, my idea. Yeah. It has <laughs> since it has since gone. I've 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 kind of shaved it off. Now oh just no! Kind of what? A bit stubbly.
1: Um Are there any pictures? I really want to see a picture of this.
0: I don't think there are.
1: Um, oh lack of evidence. How
0: convenient. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Ed, Ed, and Hugo as well. Hugo, Wickman yeah, as doing a team. They raised job. quite a lot of money
1: actually overall. Yeah. they? Well,
0: speaking of raising money, um, there's a there's a Movember leaderboard of money raised in the UK, for, and you you know how if if you as an individual fundraiser can hmm. team up um, and be part of a kind of wider fundraising initiative, and this often goes through universities. Yeah, um, and a, a source of great pride is that the University of Exeter is top of the leaderboard by a significant margin. I think so far they've raised over a hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Oh, that's great! I had no and idea. The, and second place is, I think they're on maybe ninety or something. It's a really spectacular amount raised. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's a wonderful thing, and I think everyone's quite shocked at just how. Well, it's uh, it's going, but uh, yeah, an amazing cause and something so important yeah. in the current uh, current climate.
1: So, what I was going to uh, cycle back to uh, that we put a pin in earlier um, yeah. was um, I just I, I was I was thinking just last night uh, how much I miss. Um, being able to hang out with people, and particularly at this time of year, because it is, of course, the Yogg's Jingle Jam, another charity yeah. thing that is coming up. And mm-hmm. um, normally I would be going over and taking part in the streams in person. Hopefully I'm actually going to be taking part virtually. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a couple of streams that I've uh, been asked to do, which I'm very, very happy to. And I submitted some footage of myself doing something which I never thought I would do. Uh, you'll have to oh. see what that turns out to be. Um mm-hmm but uh yeah and, and I, I don't know i just god I, I just miss being able to hang out uh, with with the, with the ogs guys because they're they're great fun and and also just that was like a gateway drug of me thinking that i just haven't hung out with people such as yourself and our friend hugo and you know yeah. all extra people and
0: yeah oh it's man, been weird hasn't it i mean i've kind of been to balancing my time with i'm either it's quite hard being in Exeter at the moment because a of being alone and yeah. not having re- you know there's lots of memories in this place that are yeah, very hard. At the so it's not great. So I've been going I've been going home when I can, which has been tremendous. I, I you know we live in um we live in quite rural Oxfordshire, um my family that is, and it's been really great to go home there and go on loads of walks with the dog and lighting fires every evening and and you know. One of my parents wandering into the kitchen at 30 on a Sunday, loudly proclaiming it's time for sherry. <laughs> it's just kind of like, was, that mom? Awesome. Chance, yeah, was that your by chance? Was that your mum? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and and that, so that's been really that's been really great. And I and you know part of I think part of why I was keen to do the podcast this week is that because I've been able to go home and be in a place that's slightly calmer and doesn't have as much kind of memories you know and that gives yeah. me time to get to a place where i can process i was like right you know what i'm feeling better i'd like to do the podcast i'd like to try and get back into some routines um and uh much like you um much like your your teaser earlier i have i have exciting january news um which is can you reveal any any pretty cool, any, is pretty cool. Any rev- i can i'm not Ooh. under any embargo <laughs> um, thankfully lucky for some um, but i well yeah quite um, so having spent this year, mostly furloughed, um, receiving really quite abysmal communication from my workplace, um, obviously still being able to sing the singing and, and the, the worship side of the cathedral is fine. It's just the other side that's been pretty, pretty poor. Um, I was looking to the, to the new year as things to do, you know, keeping an eye out for potential new jobs or kind of looking into myself and thinking what else do you enjoy? What do you have an interest in? And mm. I've, I've, uh, I received, I think, two days ago, um, my unconditional offer to start a law conversion in January, oh. which is super exciting. I'm really so I'm, I'm doing the GDL with the University of Law, which conveniently is, is twinned with the University of Exeter, um, and I and from the 11th of January, I will be commencing a Graduate Diploma in Law to start my journey into the legal sphere which is oh re- i'm really excited i'm feeling very part of this whole feeling of you know what i am feeling better i want to kind of i want to get back into some kind of normal routine i'm feeling very carpe diem you know i'm ready to mm. seize the fish with both hands um and that's, that's ha- famously myself, what that phrase translates to <laughs> of, of course yeah i did a, i have a degree in classics Simon. I, I know what i'm talking about <laughs> um, um and i yeah so 11th of january i will be starting law conversion and then a year that's a year course and by the by that by the time that's done it's basically condensing a three-year law degree into a year um so it's going to be a it's going to be a bloody full-on year that's for sure yeah you sure know
1: how to treat yourself
0: yeah i know right but i but i think it's really good because i've spent so much of this year wanting to do projects and only being able to do so much um because of the nature of lockdown and and what's been available to me here and and opportunities etc mm. so i'm really ready to kind of wave goodbye to 2020 you know flipping the, it off as you yeah, you're in a uh, convertible really.
1: riding off into the sunset you like yeah. <laughs> kicking it while it's
0: down and then you know running up and hugging 2021 and grabbing all of i've seen all the books that i'm going to be sent for this course, and it's absolutely ludicrous. And this is oh. coming from a, from someone who did, like... I basically did reading as a degree, yeah. classics and English. There's a lot of books there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I... Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it, and... Oh, that's such great news.
1: I mean, I was going to say, as somebody who loves reading as much as you do, uh, Mm. it feels like a very... Because obviously, you know, the qualification will have a lot of reading, but also as a profession, you know, you're constantly reading Mm. case files. It's like, you know, like how an actor you're always reading, I guess.
0: Yeah. And it's been something I've always been interested in. So I very nearly read law as an undergraduate. Oh, did you? It was only late in the day that I decided to go down a more kind of academic route with English and classics. Um, I didn't know that and it, yeah it's 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 been something that's always appealed to me i um, certainly the kind of the more barrister side of the law as opposed to solicitor so so um, that's
1: the one who is in court doing the performative aspects yeah, of law yeah right?
0: yeah and and there's there's more kind of i think there's more there's a stronger sense of the individual in in a barrister's work um but i'm going to be i've got to study all all Seven major areas of law through this course. So hopefully, while what doing the, what that, what are
1: the seven major? This sounds like the seven areas of magic or something. But what, what um, are wait, they? Hang
0: on, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Um, I just need to look them up because
1: because you haven't done the course yet. If you knew yeah, them, I haven't, why would yeah, you bother doing them. the course? <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, seven areas of law. Uh, here we go. Right. So, you've got the obvious ones like criminal law law of the sea uh, yeah contract law land law but then there's things like there's public law european law equity and trusts law is law one of them tort, yes and taught
1: which is um, obviously about uh, desserts
0: yeah right? exactly yeah um so it's i mean it's fitting that we're coming nearly coming to the end of great british bake-off and i'm about to embark if- on tort law
1: this is going to come out after the episode, so you know this will be hilarious with time-side. If Laura wins, I will fucking i'm 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 going to go out in the streets, Dan. There, yeah. there will be flaming barricades and renditions of "Do You Hear the People Sing?" It is mm-hmm. not on
0: that she is still on the show. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty weird, isn't it? The thing I love about watching her is that she's just so so messy.
1: Having she's a pizza a, oven
0: she... is not a personality, Laura. <laughs> Like, it's it's just, no one ever uh, told so you this. The t- tell you what, there's been some really excellent. Hang on, we need to remember how this podcast works. I think we need to go into critics' corner. Oh, oh god, yeah. Because we, we're oh, we're, we're starting. So you know, we need to remember. We need to remember how this works. Okay, here we go. Over to Crit- critics' corner now. <laughs> now we're gonna play the jingle now. Actually, but now now so- play it now. Editor, oh play it. Edit. Oh, that's me. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> play it now. Are you editing this? Oh, yeah, there. I'll edit it. I'm, editor, a, I'm ex-
1: insert a clip of you saying that who's editing the episode
0: Hello This is the editor I just thought I'd pop in and let you know that everything's going to be okay I'm going to take my job as editor incredibly seriously and not make this already ridiculous podcast any more absurd please make yourself comfortable and welcome to critics corner good television i don't i'm not one who typically watches terrestrial television right i normally will watch something on kind of like a streaming service or just like i don't know twitch as a stream or something yeah. however there's some really golden stuff on at the moment. Yeah, there I've really been, is. I've been religiously tuning into University Challenge, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but immediately before University Challenge is uh, Nigella Lawson. Oh. oh! Now, now, we must briefly touch upon Nigella because not only is she just the, <laughs> Phrasing, this kind of... This yes. uh, this, en- <laughs> this enigma. There's nothing better than settling down with Nigella on an evening. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she did a hilarious thing last week. She introduced us to toast. I'm not joking. That's literally what she did. Right. And how to and toast and how how it's really good if you put butter on it and something else. Okay. Is so it, that is set like tone. Kate,
1: Was it Kate Middleton that did that book about like how to entertain guests and it was like use napkins. <laughs>
0: like, it's just well, it gets better because she did. She did some kind of roasted vegetable and buckwheat salad last night. Okay. Also, to set the, to fully set the scene, um, this is at 8 p.m. In the evening, so pretty early in the evening, I'm sitting on the sofa, pajamas on, a Bailey's in my hand. I've oh. gone full, like, middle class mum after a long day. Every now, every time that Nigella looks to the camera, on your, on your yeah, exactly, I'll kind of look back at her and laugh. Oh, you're so witty, Nigella, as I sip my Bailey's. Anyway, what she proceeded to do with this salad is she, um, she donned like bright red, um, latex gloves oh, oh I'm my not, god jesus I'm not don't opposed do that to, to me <laughs> i know i'm not opposed to nigella with a latex glove let's be under no, yeah. <laughs> no illusions the, here the
1: curious ostrich position
0: yeah absolutely and she then started to kind of like break down and blend a very aggressively roasted beetroot and turned it into like a kind of Dressing, but what she what it looked like was she'd prepared a really quite aesthetically pleasing salad and then topped it with tubby custard, <laughs> and it was such a bizarre. I like this concept any of you of watching,
1: it. hate watching cookery programs, Dan. <laughs>
0: <Like this. laughs> It's just so funny. At one point she got her licorice box out. I mean and that's not Whoa. a euphemism. It's just a scene. <laughs> I just can't believe it. It's just ridiculous.
1: Oh here we go guys. This is the, the Nigella's licorice box podcast now. that's it. I, I love that phrase so much. Yeah.
0: She's just she she oh man. I was sitting in a, in a silent house. I lit a few candles, as I say, I had my Baileys, and I just proceeded to shout at the television for about 20 minutes. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> put no, your licorice box away, for goodness sake. It was absurd. And then I watched University Challenge, and all was well.
1: Oh my God, that's amazing. I love the yeah. image of you, fluffy slippers, Baileys in hand. They're like, no, no, no. <laughs>
0: It was just ridiculous. It really was.
1: Well, so when you said a Golden Age of Television, I thought you might have been talking about his Dark Materials, which is
0: consistently oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah, um, I haven't actually started that new.
1: Oh, I think you've yet. read
0: the books, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, wait, well, it's very faithful to the books. Um, this is the second series. Is the Subtle Knife, isn't it?
1: Yes. Um, and I, I don't know if they're going to do three series, because I was just thinking about this earlier, actually, about how the Amber Spyglass is like the Silmarillion. It's so mm. much stuff in it. And it's it's ambitious also, stuff.
0: I've also read the two prequels. Ah, oh, now so what Book did of you Dust think
1: and of the prequels?
0: I I really liked the Book of Dust. Mm-hmm. I really liked the Book of Dust. Um, I found the... What's the other one called? Uh, the Something... Secret Commonwealth. That's it, yeah. the sec... I found The Secret Commonwealth slightly harder going. Now,
1: that's interesting because I thought that The Secret Commonwealth was the best book out of the entire series, like I- including yeah. the original three. Wow. And the reason that I think that is... I'll uh, do my best to not spoiler this to people who haven't read it because I think you should read it. It's great. Um, mm. I think the reason for that is that a large part of the original... Books are ultimately they are books for children, right? They are fantastical, mm-hmm. and um, a large part of the uh, the Book of Dust, the first book, was really that kids, well, sorry, adults lose a sense of belief in the supernatural, and they lose their sense of wonder at the natural world as they get older, and um, th- uh, sort of the protagonist in the Book of Dust. Uh, you know, it, it, actually, no, 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 Like, the, 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 Like, it, 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 the book of, my, my complaint, sorry, I'm getting all meta here. My complaint about the Book of Dust was that it was too fantastical. As the book went on, it got more and more fantastical. And I was like, this is ridiculous. But you start the secret Commonwealth out with your new protagonist uh, being incredibly dismissive of the supernatural. And as the book goes on, it basically makes a really convincing argument for um belief in the fantastical and i just mm. i i thought that it made such a wonderful point about the nature of stories and yeah. it, it captured it, it just it just completely sucker punched me in terms of oh wait that's how i feel about this um mm. in a way that i don't think i've ever had with a book before so i, yeah. I thought it was great um was your problem with it the fact that it was so fantastical then
0: I guess I just think I found there was there seemed to be a lot it seemed to be a bit more kind of sporadic in its writing Mm, Um, yeah uh, Yeah. which isn't necessarily I mean I don't I didn't think it was bad I just I just found it at times slightly harder to keep track of and get along with yeah Um, the problem is you're comparing it it to
1: you're comparing it to such fantastic books you know Mm. the originals are just top draw kids literature so yeah. any comparison and then you've got rose tinted glasses rose tinted glasses perhaps yeah. um sorry people <laughs> who've read the book that's a that's a great joke um <laughs> but uh yeah you got you definitely have that of sort of looking back and thinking why isn't this as good as the books i remember from being a child mm. Um, but And actually, on the subject of books, because, um, God, there's so much media, Dan. There's so much to be critical about. There, and not even really just is. the government. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I just finished this week um, The Kite Runner by, oh, God, is it Khaled Hosseini? Have you read it? Oh, yeah. kite. Yeah, I have. Everything God. I read at school. Uh, it's one of these books I've been meaning to read for ages. And Jesus yeah. Christ, is it sad.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a read, tough um, read.
0: Have you read... Oh, what's the other... Oh, the other... It's It's been hailed as a new classic and the main kind of protagonist, if you like, is Death and it's set in World War Two. Oh, golly. Uh, oh, The Book Thief. Yes, The Book Thief.
1: Yeah, I didn't rate that at all. Yeah. I thought that it was really quite... I'm not, I'm not going to say it's bad. It wasn't bad, but I just mm. really did not... It only... It only... <sighs> It spent so much of the book building up to the finale, and the emotional sucker punch of that you know is coming. Yes, yeah. Um, and it does yeah, that effectively. I remember for effectively. having a similar
0: reaction when I was at school. I remember my my IB literature class read it, and we went around the room. I think I was the only guy in the class, and all the <laughs> it was it was kind of praise after praise after praise, and then it got to me, and I kind of went, "Yeah, it's all right." Yeah. <laughs> and the just kind of like met with bad. real. It's, yeah. it's, it's certainly it's by no means a bad book, but hmm. I tell you what I've also been reading that you might like. Um, bit a bit of nonfiction oh. this time. Twelve Rules for Life: An Antidote to Chaos by Jordan Peterson. Now, what what do you make of it? I think it's pretty good. Because obviously- think you take you take it. You know, you you with it being non-fiction, you can kind of read it, and if there are points of contention or points that you disagree with, you can just kind of disagree because you're like, well, this is just a this is kind of factual opinion as opposed to I don't like the way this story is going or I don't like the the, the kind of the style of prose that this author is using. Mm. Um, but it's I think it's a really interesting mix of psychology, biology, um, sociology, you know. Because um, obviously quite, John, like, John Peterson
1: is quite a prominent figure on the sort of the, the right. Like, is
0: he alt-right?
1: He's certainly touted by the alt-right a lot. Um, yeah i
0: think i think that's kind of
1: and i think it's important to read stuff that challenges your opinions just because someone's on the right doesn't mean that i'm gonna be like well i'm not gonna read his book now he's Um, kind
0: of occupying the space that christopher hitchens left i mean he's nowhere near hitchens yeah um but he's occupying that kind of space as a public intellectual who's addressing things from real kind of hard fact and logic as opposed to someone like noam chomsky who while still being infinitely you know uh you know such a brilliant mind um he's slightly more grounded in kind of more a more kind of his a, a approach from historicism and uh and empathy and that slightly which probably makes him slightly slightly more left
1: oh yeah no chomsky's absolutely much more left um yeah. i mean i'd argue that well
0: because I I,
1: I I most of what i know about jordan peterson comes from philosophy tubes Um, who Mm -hmm. has been very very critical of him um Mm -hmm. so i haven't read the book so you know you can basically discount this opinion but as i understand it he a lot of his sort of arguments do rely on kind of quite false equivalences that he Mm -hmm. likes to draw um yeah
0: and he's and he 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 likes being contentious which is probably why he's similar in that sense to hitchens mm -hmm. he likes saying something that people can kind of take as a as a tagline and go oh my god he said this how incredibly offensive and then actually when you listen to the argument and you go oh you know they've they've, they've used this kind of tidbit because it deliberately sounds contentious as opposed to you know actually kind of backed yeah. up but i've I, enjoy, I enjoyed reading it i thought it was very interesting oh.
1: my current uh, read is um uh it's the Lindsay ellis book you know the video essayist oh yeah um which is Oh, God, Axiom's End. I think it's called. Sorry, I did, it's by my bedside table, so I don't have it uh, here with me in the office. Um,
0: I'm current, I'm currently reading The Secret Barrister. Oh, I saw that on your Instagram stories, actually. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And fitting that I'm kind of, kind of getting that out of the way before uh, before I start this course.
1: Uh, as, as as sort of a, a drawing down a curtain on this section, by the way, mm. um, have you watched any of the new Mandalorian? I have. What do you think? I really like it. It's it's not as good as season one, and I'll I'll tell you why. Um, The reason it's not as good as season one, in my humble opinion, is because it it really suffers from a lack of attention to the overall narrative.
0: Yes. Season one,
1: you knew the narrative is about the child and what's going to happen to it. And in Mm. season two, it's very much... Funnily enough, it reminds me of something like Star Trek The Next Generation, where it's like Mm. a a monster of the week type episode, you know? Mando turns up, solves a problem, we get a tiny clue about what's going to happen next in the main story, and then he's off. Mando, away! it's
0: It's like watching old Poirot. You know, aside from the first and last five minutes of each episode, you don't really feel... That they're any progression. You, could, you If you took the first five minutes, and the last five minutes out of series two episodes, you could pretty much watch them in any order. Yeah, they're just they're individual stories, and and you only get in those last five minutes the kind of wider arcing. Um,
1: and and it's very well made. I, I don't know if you noticed actually, but the most recent episode, um, which was, I thought actually quite, well no mediocre. I'm not going to say it's bad. I didn't think it was great. Uh, but it was it was directed by Carl Weathers. Oh, uh, the guy, uh, the the black uh, bounty hunter sort of coordinating guy, right. uh, and famous from the Rocky films. Huh. So, but that was, I was—I don't know if it was his directorial debut or something. But I, I remember watching it and thinking the direction's not great in this. And then when it came up, I was like, oh well, you know what? Fair enough. He's tried. I don't—I don't know if he has like a long noble history of directing, and I'm just being grossly offensive. But I—I uh, I, I, yeah, I didn't think it was very well directed, but. Fair play to Carl Weathers. He gave it, his, he gave it a go. Yeah. Um, and then also um, something which we left uh, in the last sort of run of the Wikicast was, have you had a chance to watch Hamilton yet?
0: No. How have you still not done this? I'm are not you? watching it. I'm not watching it out of, um, out of stubbornness, I think. <laughs> <laughs> because my mother mentioned it when I was at home and she said, have you seen Hamilton? And I went, no. And she's like, oh, are you going to? And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm not. You're just going to stubbornly, I, yeah, stubbornly to I'm just not going to watch it. And <laughs> and probably, probably, I'll watch it like, I don't know, a couple of years down the line. And then we'll go, oh my God, it's brilliant. Wow, what a great. Yeah, you <laughs>
1: probably will. Like, and and they'll be like, oh, that's why Simon was trying to get me to watch it.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those. I, I don't know, it's just one of those things that I haven't. I'm I had have well, this.
1: I had this exact thing with Red Letter Media. So who, we both. I've watched. I absolutely love Red Letter Media, and yeah. I remember telling my friend, my best mate John from back home about this, and he was like, "I've been trying to get you to watch this for years, and you've just yeah. ignored." Me. And then I was the like, kind of like, "Oh, guys, have you heard about these guys called Red Letter Media?" Yeah, <laughs>
0: like an idiot. Yeah, it's kind of like. Do you remember episodes and episodes ago I mentioned that I'd started watching Friends? Oh
1: god yeah Rez I think has yeah. just started watching it as it's well It's kind of yeah. like
0: that Because I, I always dismissed it as being rubbish American television hmm. um, Likely because I wasn't thinking for myself It's just something I would have heard from Like a parent or you know An adult who is yeah. inevitably British And won't have any of it And I started watching it and was like Actually it's fine It's really quite just harmless watching I don't mind um, I still I haven't watched
1: I... any episodes of Friends for the
0: record <laughs> Well, Not a single one <laughs> When you watch an episode of Friends, I will watch the equivalent time of Hamilton.
1: No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and to get me to watch the rest, you've got
0: to watch another episode.
1: You're literally going to have a stopwatch up and be like, right, well, this is a oh, really yeah. dramatic moment, but actually Simon's just run out of episode time.
0: Yeah. Um, I tell you what I did do when I was at home, though. I introduced my parents to Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, now there's oh, a film. What a film. Absolutely superb.
1: Yeah absolutely like, i remember coming out of that and being i just feel like you just feel almost dirty after watching it you know mm, yeah. i guess it's so grimy in the the way that he after the car crash at the end oh ew. in mm. a good way like people if you haven't seen nightcrawler God, this has been an extended marathon session, hasn't it? My God.
0: It um, yeah.
1: Um, we probably should actually carry on with the show a little bit, Dan. And yeah, we should. We do have a very special uh, section coming up, which we would never, ever forget. And of course. That's coming after this advertiser message. Just kidding. We don't have adverts. I've specifically said to advertisers, we don't deserve it.
0: Tell you what I haven't missed, the stupid bloody Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, quick, he's talking about behind the scenes stuff. Quick, play the jingle, play the jingle. Top lad. Now, as a matter of fact, we are in Patreon corner, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome. Please wipe your shoes on the way out. Um, basically, I have told Patreon to to stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And we're not accepting any um, money from people to support the podcast because for the past half many weeks, we haven't been doing the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. That will, as of this episode, I'll basically go in and re-enable it. So in December, we'll sort of start accepting people's support again. Um, as it only felt fair, basically. Yes. Um, yeah. But well, basically, you've heard this before, guys. If you're listening to this podcast, the, the Patreon is what allows the show to be possible. Um mm-hmm. It is the sole thing that keeps us on the airwaves. Are we on the airwaves? I suppose if people listen to us on Bluetooth, we're on the airwaves.
0: Yeah, we've, I think we're, we must be on at least some waves.
1: Well, yeah, and actually, if, if someone's listening to it out loud, like on a smart speaker or something, then, or on a laptop, I don't know, if, if, if you're a bit more of a peasant than me. <laughs> a smart speaker. Um, like John Bercow. Um Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah uh then yeah we are in the airwaves anyway god this section is dragging on basically we wanted to say thank you to the people who make the show possible
0: yeah that's it thank you for the music as well the Um, songs we're singing indeed
1: thanks for all the patrons who are giving they're bringing
0: yeah who can live without it anybody it's a pretty good podcast amazing no it's not a crap podcast it's important we're doing important work here Simon
1: very important
0: really seriously important anyway I would like to thank some of our top dogs um, the vastly superior um, tier of, of patrons so without further ado I'd like to say thank you to Hussé Hansen uh, Aaron Jorgensen Remnar Lexi at Front Desk that's still hilarious yeah, I don't Eve know why Sharples. it's so funny to me, but <laughs> this it is. It's just brilliant. Eve Sharples, Alistair Fortune, Peter Reed, Maggie, Colin J. Brown, Codzo, Ben McMurtry, Jay Wright, and Eric Bolliger. Thank you so I much. I, however,
1: uh, would like to say thank you to the very special people who are top cats. Oh my God, there's so many, Dan. There's so many. How am I going to get through all of these? Uh, I would like to thank... The one and only Dan Hanvey, Matt Maguire, Isabel Ostrowski, Bendent, Choco Cat, Princess Andromeda, Cole Mansfield, Omar Miranda, EZ. Because he's Easy I mean, it's always EZ, I guess. Easy like Sunday mornings! Um, Oliver Burkhart, Rents Cook, Will Jenis Humphreys, Oliver Craigie, Layla Medina, River Ward, Christopher Betterton, Nafi Iftikhar, Tom Withington, Jack Easton, Izzy Christie, Simon P, Thomas Hill, Abu El Elad, The Physics Boy, Violet Hatch, Oliver and Elliot. Conway. Um, also, Oliver is supporting us by fifteen dollars a month, which is exceptionally generous. And Agreed. actually, I think joined the Patreon whilst we were in our hiatus. So wow. they they what believed a, they believed in hero. us. Thank you very nice. much, Oliver, and thank you to all Top Cats.
0: Top lad.
1: I'm just the, I, I can hear a crashing from the kitchen. Pretty sure Pixel Are you Girl being
0: is broken into.
1: Possibly by someone who has felt bad for breaking in and is doing the washing up, maybe. Why is she getting oh, she's getting some baked potatoes ready. Love this girl. Um, Legend. if you uh, for those of you who are listening and want to know the way to my heart, it's carbs.
0: That's it. That's the tweet. Just oh, god, I've just looked at the um, I've just looked at the inbox. Oh, no, oh, gosh, right?
1: Hang on, let me deal with this. This is, right. I'm gonna let's. Right. Let's see if there's any that we're missing. Um, oh God! Have you guys? Have people in our our audience been signing us up for spam? <laughs> it would be very like our audience to do it. There's a hundred and fifty spam emails. Mike.
0: Well, while, while you're going through that, I'm yes. going to read an email. This email is from Tom. Hello, Tom. And it was sent and it was sent to us in August hello tom in august hello tom in august it it reads hi bill and ben (laughs) <laughs> very good I recently finished my degree in bioveterinary science and managed a two-one, which I was surprised about as my mental health has been awful over the last 18 months congratulations pain, pa- oh. I no, mean, that's on, a congratulations on two one. Not, about your two-one, not, one. not, not your mental health, health being awful yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> um, he says I'm now deciding what to do next and I've been trying to find a, ca- a career however as you can imagine in the current climate this isn't going well so instead I was considering a master's I've I've been looking at a research-based one at the University of Bristol in veterinary sciences and one at the Royal Veterinary College, the RVC, in veterinary epidemiology. Additionally, the course at Bristol has the option of a PhD instead of a master's. I like the idea of the course at the RVC. However, the campus is based in Camden, so it would be very expensive to live there. Also, growing up in rural Gloucestershire, I worry, um, I'm worry i worried I would struggle to live in a place where there isn't a cow living next door. Just wondering if you have any advice. Hey, you, you never know. It,
1: flatmates can be a whole range of people.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Also, um, there's Camden Market, which is really good. So you can probably get prime cuts of beef there. Um but, yeah. you know, swings and roundabouts. Just wondering if you two had any advice on how to make a decision as, between the two of you, you have taken each route. Thanks, Tom. Well, Tom, you'll be pleased to know that we're delivering this advice in November um, and you sent this in August. So I don't know how useful this is going to be, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Tom. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I would say... it's. I would say it's kind of got to be course first, right?
1: yeah course first and then coming in in a close second it has to be where you're going to live because ultimately i've said this so many times but you know university isn't just about education it's about where you're going to live Mm. um and you know where you will go to university is a a really big part of that frankly yeah um but yeah i would definitely say course first and you can adapt um I definitely was worried about going to Oxford. Well, for a whole load of reasons, because obviously it's Oxford, and I was an idiot. Um, But one of those was that it was a big um, town, you know, Mm. relative to uh, certainly to where I grew up. It was it was a big town, and I wasn't sure how I would cope with living somewhere so large. Um, And you know, human beings are malleable, and we, we do adapt quite well so mm. you'll be okay I, I think it's great that you're, that you're thinking about it in such depth and that really bodes well um, yeah. but I, I would suspect that you're going to be okay and you, will, you yeah. will
0: adapt I would say too that I've spoken to a couple of people about this and the idea of looking into 2021 as a year of, of study is probably a pretty good idea because certainly work wise um, opportunities are pretty thin on the ground at the moment Yeah, um, and you're going to have you know more graduations in December with master students and things. So it's just going to, you know, there's going to be more and more stuff. So anything that you can do that will increase your employability and give you a productive year is great. Um, obviously PhD versus master's, one's going to be a, a, a significantly larger time sink. Um, but which yeah, which course do you think draws you the most?
1: It has, to yeah. It, uh, and especially with a PhD, it really does have to be, are you passionate about this subject? you know, it, 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 that is if you can't, that's the first hurdle if you fall at the first hurdle, you're not going to survive doing yep. it, frankly
0: and if all that fails, I've just noticed that this is from Tom Withington, so he could always petition to be Lord Mayor of London, as we've said in countless <laughs> uh, countless emails from, from Tom.
1: God's sakes right, we have another email here from another Tom, this is from uh, oh maybe they don't want to be identified we're just going to call him tom for now this is tom in september but a different tom uh dear mrs Kalk and wham nice. my name is tom i'm a long-time reader but first-time writer welcome to the inbox enjoy your stay please ignore the spam firstly okay. i would like to thank simon for his phd vlogs because of which i just moved into exeter last week to start my degree in physics after right. applying after i'd seen it in his videos oh my well, god that's a lot of pressure Oh, I really hope that you enjoy it. Um, That's a lot of pressure to deal with. Um, Since I am now cooking for myself, I thought it was a good time to go vegetarian. Excellent choice. Although so far I've had quite a few depressing meals consisting of vegetarian sausages or chick-free chicken and frozen chips. So I have a question for Simon. What easy meals would you recommend to someone who ate a lot of meat before going vegetarian and what are your favorites? Um, Do Do you cook? Because obviously you're really into your food at the moment, Dan. But do you ever cook vegetarian meals, despite the fact that yeah. you do eat meat?
0: Yeah, I do. I'm a I'm a really, really keen cook. Um and I've been cooking a lot of Ottolengi stuff recently, Yota Ottolengi, who cooks some really brilliant things, and he has just released um, a new cookbook called Flavor, which is all about um Full Flavour. Vegetarian really. vegetarian food, basically. Ah. Um there's Ottalengi simple, which I, I have, and that's really great. But uh yeah, I'm very, very excited about flavor but i yeah i cook vegetarian stuff quite a lot Um i try and have a pretty balanced you know
1: and when you cook vegetarian stuff presumably it's not uh for example like a spaghetti bolognese but with corn mince instead of beef mince you are you're doing stuff that is specialist yeah i
0: i try not to use um like meat substitutes because i would rather just eat vegetables or pulses or things like that you know but I can I can absolutely appreciate how, you know, some of the meat substitute minces and sausages and burgers and things are amazing and delicious. And it's just something that I prefer not to do
1: because that's so basically I um, and this was definitely the case where I started out more because I didn't miss meat per se, but I think I was <laughs> I was basically lazy uh, in that I, I wanted to, to sort of eat the kind of stuff that I had eaten previously, so a lot of the stuff that I used to cook was, yeah, like spaghetti bolognese with corn mints, um, although there are, oh god, now what's the name of the mints? There's Naked, who do really good chicken substitutes, and it's like barbecue chicken or... Um, uh, roast chicken or tikka pieces, and they're they're excellent. Highly recommend those. They're, and there is basically corn is fine, but there is actually much better stuff out there. I'm trying I, is what I'm getting at. Um, and oh damn, I really wish I could remember. I think it might be Naked in Glory or something like that for the mint substitute. But and, and that's like a fine option. You could basically take any recipe that you like and replace meat with not meat. Um, the alternative. That, well, so, so the stuff that I kind of cook now would be much more... Well, well, actually, we we have Hello Fresh, which is kind of an interesting mix of some stuff like that and then some stuff that is pure vegetarian. Um, oh, God, what are my go-to recipes? Because I haven't actually had to think about cooking stuff like that for a while. Oh, we have um, a lot of stuff like halloumi wraps, for example. So, like, halloumi wraps with sweet chili. Um, or... Uh, kind of like a a pasta with a vegetable-based sauce rather than, you know, meat-based sauce. Um, I am still quite lazy, if I'm completely honest, so I do still quite often just basically make meal with meat minus meat, Um, which is fine, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that, I don't think. Uh, But I I definitely recognise that I am basically just being a bit lazy.
0: (laughs) Um, I'd really recommend Ottolenghi's stuff, actually, just, I'm coming back to him, but they're especially the the recipes in flavor they're really cheap they they look and taste amazing there's lots of kind of moroccan middle eastern spices and influences in his cooking mm. um, and they're delicious i remember doing a I did a really exciting salad which, which was like <laughs> sorry um, i don't know why i laughed sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's fine um uh fairly kind of soft kind of young tender salad leaves with you make a You make a dressing out of kind of like oil i think lemon juice and chinese five spice and then in with the salad are crushed raspberries and peach and radishes and it's just it's absolutely delicious that's a really great couscous recipe that you can use for basically everything and it's kind of like a loaded couscous so you've got loads of fresh herbs and nuts and um things like sultanas or dried cranberries um any kind of like roasting veg is such a winner. And oh, one of the yeah. great things about flavor is that it really goes into detail about what you can do to specific vegetables to really alter um, alter their tastes.
1: Actually, um, and another source of materials, I've just remembered where we actually get most of our recipes from, are um, vegan cookbooks. Because obviously, you know, veganism is a subset of vegetarianism. But I think weirdly, there are probably more recipes out there at the moment for vegan food than vegetarian mm. food and deliciously ella's got some really good recipes uh fern cottons done a good couple of books um we have a there's a really nice sri lankan curry uh, that we do which is uh, butternut squash and sweet potato and then sort of just like a spice mix with a kind of a coconut milk base um mm. and that's delicious that's so so nice um so or well,
0: things like risotto that's that's dead easy and yep. like hearty and fit and you can put it, put put pretty much whatever you want in it you know um it doesn't yeah.
1: you don't have to be limited to something like beans on toast there are there are plenty of really nice recipes and also there are plenty of very easy and cheap recipes um mm. you know like like beans on toast it's a fine meal i'm not going to disparage beans on toast when was the last time you had beans on toast dan
0: i i can't remember the last time i ever had beans on toast because i'm not a huge fan of baked beans
1: you not? I didn't
0: no. I do not think I know that. I mean, if I have if I'm having something like sausage and mash and someone's done beans, I'll have beans because I'll be hungry, but I would never I have never bought a tin of baked beans.
1: Shocking, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. You've heard it here first.
0: Dad has never when, bought a tin of beans. When we lived together, um you were around. And uh, yeah, you had that poster the first... on the wall that
1: was like I f-ing hate beans. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> I mean, I did have that, but um no. Uh, I had i had fish finger sandwich for the first time oh yeah oh. Do you remember that? and it kind of changed my it rocked my world prince
1: of meals oh. oh
0: absolutely golden it's
1: so good i had one the yeah, other day see. actually it's honestly if people out at home haven't what do you put in your fish finger sandwich though
0: um, you, butter you... the bread bit of salt and pep and maybe a bit of tomato ketchup only a little bit though
1: correct answer the ketchup is key there you gotta have something yeah. just to lift just to moist moisten and sweeten the deal um yeah. <laughs> it's like throwing in a broad. <laughs> yeah. I because some people are like a tartar sauce or salad that we're gonna have a call to action here folks what do you put in a fish finger sandwich nobody f-ing say fish fingers yeah. I know yeah. we're gonna get 10 emails they're like go put fish fingers in brilliant great stuff you're a very funny audience um, but thank you very much Tom uh, approximately 1.07 times 10 to the 52 plank times old at the time of sending gosh a lot of plank times my word I th-
0: I've got I've got one more and I think we'll leave it here because it's quite a long one okay um, and it's from Oh, let me just check if we can it hasn't got a sign off so I'm not going to say who it's from um, just in case but it begins, hello, Mr. Mark and Mr. Claw.
1: Oh, you mean the one from John?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Great. I, um, I read that you were interested in hearing about how we... Uh, how we thank you so much. <laughs> so I delicately... What I did is what I, I, delic, I delicately placed the last two cards on the little tower of cards I was making. You came in, um, the kicked door. me, and then, <laughs> and then knocked it over. Hello, Mr. It. Mark and Mr. Claw. Hello, John. Now that we've established that you're John. hello, John. Hello, John. <laughs> hello, John. Um, I read. I read that you were interested in hearing about how we in Sweden have tackled the initial COVID wave this spring. Oh, yeah, we did. Yes, we say, did. We? we did. But before I get to that, I found this podcast of in September of 2019. I have no idea how, and you had just released episode 65, Balanchine horse race. I read that episode and liked it a lot. Then it took about a month until the next episode was released. <laughs> I liked that as well, and I thought, okay, so they do one episode for months, and then nothing for three months. I'm so
1: sorry, John.
0: <laughs> sorry, John. That actually worked out quite well for you, Simon, at least, because during that time, I got curious to what happened to the uh, to the strapping
1: young to, Lance, to... I assume.
0: Yeah, young lads that produced this non content and looked up what other things you'd no, put online. No, no, no. Online.
1: Dan, Not non not content. Oh, non tent. It's the Non-tent. word of the year, non tent.
0: <laughs> non tent. And looked up what other things you'd put online. And to make a long story short, now I'm a Patreon of Simon and watches his Twitch streams more often than not, especially the ones about Claude. Well, hey, um, Who's that character in the last. Star Wars film? Bubba. Uh,
1: oh, Babu Frick. Hey, yeah. Hey! Babu Frick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there he is. Wonderful. <laughs> By the time you got around to start releasing again, I had time to listen to the back catalogue, and not just once, but three times, I'm living with insomnia. Oh my goodness. No wonder you're living
1: with insomnia. You've listened to us r- winter on for probably like a week straight.
0: Yeah. Anyway, COVID in Sweden. First, I want to say that this is my... COVID in Sweden sounds like another line in a haiku. It could replace it snowing in Mount Mount Fuji. Fuji. COVID in Sweden. (laughs) COVID in Sweden. First, I want to say that this is my experience, but there is data that backs it up. But confirmation bias, you know, so maybe I have a blind spot for data that disagrees with my experience. So this spring, Sweden seemed to take a different approach than other countries, but at Hmm. least in my experience, uh, it wasn't all that different, except that things were forced to stay at home no, sorry, except that things weren't forced to stay at home and it was merely suggested, but people actually followed the recommendations. Huh. The difference to our neighbouring countries was that we were comparatively slow when the, recommend- rec- when the recommendations came. We already had a lot of infections in critical parts of the society. That being said, it's really too early to draw any conclusions. We're still in the middle of this shit. Um, This time, uh, This time we seem to be a couple of weeks behind mainland Europe, but it's currently looking pear-shaped here as well. Uh, and we'll need many doctoral dissertations to untangle if at all possible what rules were effective on a longer time scale. Anyway, thanks to the great non-tent and team dog all the way. Ugh. Thank you, John. Well, You've tax- shed light onto the taxi
1: John. And that yeah, cuz that's interesting though that they actually cuz certainly certain parts of the media over here make it out like Sweden did things completely differently and they show we didn't need to lock down. And actually, it turns out they did give advice, and just a lot of people sort of followed it anyway. So that that's that's kind of interesting. Well, yeah, thank you very much, John, our reporter in in Sweden, um, yeah.
0: live live from Sweden,
1: live from Sweden, uh, from how via,
0: many, satellite. How many video weeks ago?
1: He's been yeah. waiting there for several weeks to get this report.
0: <laughs> he's uh, he's pretty chilly.
1: <laughs> John, put a coat on, Christ! And with that, I think. Uh, that's the end of the show isn't it is that how we do the I think show so. yeah i think
0: we've got an outro haven't we yeah
1: you've got to start it though i was I was, I was teeing yeah. you up Dan. oh were
0: you i yeah. see okay thank you that's great <laughs> sorry can i have that lead again sorry well and with that i think that's the end of the show dan yeah i just wanted you to say it again i'm going to leave all of this in so Excellent. simon what have we learned today well dan we've learned oh god i closed the tab We've learned nothing. I That's closed the doing. tab.
1: Where is it good? Um, good. Uh, Filter. Ah, here we go. Um, it's uh, We learned about Puteria aristata. I'll read the whole article again, folks. Puteria aristata is a species of plant in the family Sepertaceae. It's endemic to Cuba. We also amazing. talked about other stuff.
0: We did. We, we We had an extended conversation about how terrible this year has been, but how things are looking up. We spoke about the importance of Being combating earnest. and supporting loneliness. Yeah. Um, we spoke about, well, I spoke about Nigella Lawson for an extended period of time and her um,
1: licorice purse. What was it? You were...
0: <laughs> it was just a box. Simon. You're a licorice purse. Sorry. <laughs> a licorice purse.
1: You know, you know, there's like coin purses that you, you like have like a, a clasp that opens, and it does look yes. like lips. That is what yeah. I'm imagining.
0: Yeah. <laughs> amazing um we spoke about how i still haven't seen anything uh, in the way in the way shape or form of hamilton mm. um and won't um ever we, he refuses yeah, ever, ever again uh we spoke about well we we did a, we kind of launched into all media didn't we talk yeah. we about books just and stage plays
1: and films and tv and god yeah. uh, oh, oh my and also dan you you just dropped the bomb that you're going to become a lawyer yeah i know <laughs> pretty, pretty big thing that you just glossed <laughs> pretty, over there pretty
0: pretty huge news yeah so i'll be starting my law conversion in january which is very exciting if anyone if there are any readers out there who have done a degree in law or who have done the gdl or are perhaps practicing lawyers then get in touch because i'd love to talk to you um and in fact this is a this is going to be a kind of a public service announcement to all uh, to all readers um We apologise for the interruption to not typically scheduled broadcasting. However, we are back. Um, And I think as we approach Christmas, we all need to really kind of gather together, not only for warmth, because it's getting colder and colder (laughs) by the day. Uh, Dan, um, I've got bad news uh, for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's not getting colder and colder by the day. Um, I think I may but- need to break the news guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's this thing and it's called warming and it's mm. not great mm. um, yeah it's good to be back and it's really nice to be able to kind of reach out to the community of readers again and I hope everyone's okay having been someone who really hasn't been okay Uh yeah I'm am sending out a big virtual hug, and I hope everyone's all right.
1: And if people are in that situation where they are feeling lonely, um, and they just just fancy you know having people on in the background, people to talk to, I can highly, highly recommend, um, our Discord. There will be a link in the show notes. The Discord are a wonderful group of people. Um, It's a highlight of my day whenever I check in. And also, on the note of Christmas, um, because there are several people in the Discord who are students who aren't able to go back home for Christmas this year, um, we're thinking of doing a couple of sort of events on Christmas Day, Um, maybe like a sort of a video chat or or something like that. So perhaps people have something to look forward to. So if that's you, if you're stranded, a university student, it's a perfect time to join Mm. the Discord and take part in that. Uh, if yeah. you like. So, I, I'm not a cop. You can do whatever you want.
0: And that's all for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. You can like us on Facebook. And if you'd like to see our faces, check out our YouTube channel, Spongy and Electric. What's inside fish finger
1: sandwiches? Oh, no, hell no, because it needs to be what you put inside <laughs> your fish <laughs> finger sandwiches. Not no. Fish fingers! No. <laughs> Leave that in,
0: please. (laughs) I've already my my intelligence. Literally, just say, What's inside fish finger sandwiches and other thoughts (laughs) on the show? show? (laughs) Uh, uh,
1: Okay, hang on. Um, Right, okay.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. It's
1: it's alright, you're editing this. As long as I can plough through your giggling, I think we'll be alright.
0: I haven't laughed in so long. It's really nice. This
1: is good. This is this, this is good. good. Just I'm like a dancing monkey. I just appear yeah. It's just...
0: a very fetching fez that you've got on. I do have a fez in this room. Where is the fez? <laughs> I do have, have a fez. I do have a fez. <laughs> a, handbag?
1: Have a handbag. Uh oh god, put that at the end right, of the show. Take <clears> it away. Thoughts on what goes inside a fish finger sandwich, besides fish fingers, lawyer stories, and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.
0: Join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you next, next time.
1: time. Oh, it feels so good to do that again.
0: Oh, oh we back. Oh.